Welcome to the Everyday Marketer Podcast, where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. Hey friends, we're now welcoming guests, as you might have noticed, onto the Everyday Marketer Podcast. Jonathan and I love presenting principles, but honestly, we love chatting with other people as well who are in the marketing space. You might have caught our two-part series with Joe Pine talking about the experience economy, which we both absolutely loved. Now we're going to do a two-parter. Today is part one. We're talking about movements, how to message and how to market for your movement with a friend of mine, Dwayne Zingali. Now, Dwayne started uh, working with nonprofits and actually with youth with a mission. And so that was his movemental side. And then he pivoted into marketing. And uh, this was a really good conversation, not to mention fun. There were some laughs along the way. Um, Jonathan, what are we talking about here and what really stood out to you? Well, first we have friends now. And so I am like really excited that we have, we have friends. We're not alone, my friend. We are, we, we are not alone. At least one more friend in the marketing world. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was a lot of, I mean, not to toot our own horns. I, I think our conversation with him and, and what people are going to hear is it really affirmed our why, why we're doing what we're doing because it's important. People are not transactional. They don't want to be treated as transactional. Uh, they yeah. want relationship. And what we're going to talk about is what goes into marketing, not just saying I have my thing and I want to go do it. It's great that you have the mission and vision and values on the wall. But as you'll hear Dwayne say, it's often forgot down the hall. And so yeah. that was really good. The importance of, of learning your why and never losing sight of it, the more you know your audience. So, and I, I think what really, what really stuck out is that he was so movemental as many kind of nonprofit world uh, things are, right? Here's a cause, and I will do anything to get that cause out to the world. But then he shifted over to marketing. And so, you know, kind of jokingly saying that he was being called the automated a hole. And so I think many times that's what we think about with marketing. And, and it's the spectrum that you can move from one side of, I don't care about getting my message out. I'm just going to create it and quietly put it on the internet, all the way to the other side where it's all that you talk about. And so Jonathan and I hope that you can live in that tension in the middle, say it deeply matters, but it shouldn't be the only thing you're talking about. You shouldn't bug people with it. You should let people out of your funnel or your email list. And, and they shouldn't just continually get a barrage of things from you. Like you probably have those things in your life that are not adding value and that you feel like, why can I not get away from this life-sucking organization that continues to message me? Of course, we don't believe in that. And so we'll talk a little bit more in part two, but one thing that really stood out for me is just this idea of keeping the strategy before the tactics and keeping the why ahead of the strategy. Many times people get nervous about marketing. They come to us asking, what's the tool for this? What's the tool for that? Truthfully, if you don't have the right strategy to use the tool, you're going to wear out on it and it won't matter. And if you don't have a deep why or what Dwayne calls a movement 
principle, an idea that you are willing to fight for, your strategy actually doesn't matter. So there's such similar heart here in this conversation. We kind of ping back and forth with some questions. It really was fun to talk to somebody else who's a marketer, but first started as somebody that deeply cared in a movement. So you guys enjoy this conversation, part one of a two-parter that you will not want to miss with Dwayne Zingali about how do we market a movement. Well, friends, welcome back to the podcast, and we have something new for you today, and that new thing is called a friend. I've got Dwayne on the podcast today. Dude, so glad that you're here. Hey, it's so good to be here. I feel like we're getting to catch up after a long time yet again. Uh, I don't. I think the last time we connected was pre-COVID uh, when you got to be on my show, and and Man, a lot has happened in a year for both of us, so good to be here. A lot has happened. Yes, the year that lasted nine years, as I'm calling it. So um, I think I had hair uh, before COVID, and then I just don't anymore. Um, a lot. And that's why I have a baseball cap on right now. It, it's been tough on all of us. Let's just say that. Um, so, Dwayne, just kind of take us back. Um, how did you get into marketing, and why do you call it marketing your movement? Why are you about movements? And how did that connect with your heart for marketing? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I got into marketing, kind of going to that question, sort of by accident. So in my past life, as I like to say, I was actually in nonprofit leadership. And, and Alan and I, you and I have a similar background there. Um, I was 10 years into an organization called Youth with a Mission, uh, leading, uh, I was heading the charge of, of a whole new campus in Bend, Oregon. Um, and we were we were on the cusp of something amazing uh, until it blew up in my face. And uh, when I pivoted out of that world, uh, corporate made no sense to me. And I stumbled across this thing called remote work. Um, thankfully, I had been working remotely for 10 years. And so it made sense. Uh, I connected with an e-commerce guy and he had this grand idea to launch this membership site. And I had at that point taken a course. I was like, oh, cool. I think we can do something with this idea and uh, took his list, took it, took what he had built up, which definitely had some momentum of, of a movement before I knew this was really a, a marketing method and took the book Launch by Jeff Walker, loosely applied everything and, and saw uh, kind of movement and a membership grow from zero to 300, what felt like overnight. Uh, it was over about the course of a month. And I realized this marketing thing is a lot of fun. And applied that over and over and over for him over a couple of years and grew that to 1,200 members and uh, really got into the, the automated side of things. Oh, let's automate this and let's funnel this and let's do this. Uh, and I would say lost sight of my leadership background. And uh, we had automated everything so much that business actually plateaued. And when we stopped and did our evaluation, and kind of what's going on, you know, start emailing, actually asking for replies that, hey, right, feedback campaigns, surveys, uh, and we got the worst feedback possible. Um, I heard, hey, your, your marketing is kind of sleazy. It's like you're, you're, you're a used car salesman. And that's the moment I realized I'm the wow. automated a-hole. <laughs> Was that your nickname? The automated season. no it's, it's now my uh my pseudo name um 
just because I it's yeah. it's it's catchy at automated a hole you can get automated uh, online yeah that, that'll probably be the book title um so yes you can over automate things but that's kind of when I went back to my roots and youth with a mission self describes itself as a movement all the time right we're a family on a movement and I kind of reached back into my roots of being a part of a family movement that wanted to see a really big vision come into reality, as well as all the leadership stuff. And I went, you know what? Let's pull away from all this hooking and hacking and this crazy bro marketing that happened. And, and uh, you know, there's been a lot of amazing things and a lot of marketing things that have happened that amazed and grew me. And then there's been a whole bunch of stuff that just chewed away at my pocketbook and made me angry about marketing. Um, <laughs> and that's when I realized we need something that comes before marketing. Uh, and, and I heard this line from my mentor. He said, your movement precedes your marketing. And so when you have this, this bigger idea, then I need to sell the thing. I need to make money. I need to market. But no, I need to create influence and impact and leverage automation as a tool. Then you will keep relationships or movement before your marketing uh, and stop hacking and hooking people. So that's sort of how that came about. And you're, uh, you're speaking our language right there. So um, a lot of, a lot of what we say, what we, what we hope to do and our, our goal with, with high touch and with this podcast is to quote unquote demystify the marketing process and, and approach marketing from a way that's meaningful and relational and not transactional. So we always joke and say that one day Alan and I are going to start a shell company called snake oil. And we're going to like, because we joked that there's a lot of marketing out there. It's like people selling snake oil. We're going to start a movement. If point. someone, yeah, we're going to start a movement about the snake oil. Snake oil movement. So, hey, we can, yeah, you, we, you can be a part of it if you want. Um, get in early. <laughs> um, before we totally derail with that one, um, someone's just starting out, right? A lot of people are starting things. We're coming into this post-COVID world and we were already shifting into like the, the gig economy. The person that's just starting out, what would be a solid piece of advice you'd give them to take their next step to avoid being known as like the a-hole marketer? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that one of the first things, right, you're just getting started is you got to look to your purpose. You got to answer one specific question. What are you committed to cause? If you can answer what you're committed to cause, you're going to have a movement, Right? And that usually comes from something that breaks your heart and pisses you off. So it's a lot more of the pre-work right before marketing. Know thyself so that you can lead from, from a point of view that matters. Dwayne, is there a moment in the process when you're working with clients that absolutely pumps you up, that you love every single time? Something that pumps me up, honestly, is just walking them towards that aha, right? We've got all this stuff that gets stuck up in our heads and we think it's the tech. They often come to, oh, I wanna, I wanna do this technical thing. Uh, and I, I see the tech and I'm like, okay, the tech, the toys, you wanna leverage this thing called click funnels, yada, yada, yada. You think you need something, but starting the questions. Uh, and this is why I love you know, saying, let's back up what pisses you off, what breaks your heart is by asking these questions and then go, why? Well, why do you want to grow your revenue? Oh, you, you want to get closer to your kids. Why do you want to get closer to your kids? Well, I want to leave a legacy. And, and almost every time I connect with somebody, I hear this, well, well, I want to leave something behind for my kids. All these legacy-like words. I want to leave something 
in the wake of everything I do and just seeing that deep-seated vision of impact, of seeing the lives and transformation that they envision, that they want to bring forth. Man, that just, I, I love hearing those passionate rally cries bursting forth within and then turning that sort of into a mantra, right? Right then and there, they say the magic. Everybody's like, oh, I need a copywriter. No, you just need somebody to ask you a bunch of really good questions and get you to tar- start talking and then turn what you say into a moving, driving rally cry that draws people to you and drives people forward. And then, of course, keeps you engaged in your own movement as a leader. I had a conversation this morning with someone and uh, we got to the piece about you're going to need to produce some content. And the, they like I see them clam up over Zoom and they're like, I don't I don't have anything to say. I can't I have nothing to write. And their aha moment came and it was it's nice having bringing someone in who who is disconnected in a way, but can see, you know, that you do have this stuff. And it was within 10 minutes of going through something that they had sent me. I was like, this is content. This is content. This is content. They're like, Oh, well, I know a lot about that. I'm like super passionate about it. This is why these are the things that I love. I can write on that. I can produce this. Like it's, they're so close to it that they can't see that there's more than just the one thing. We tell people you get so caught up in the one thing that you, you, you don't zoom out to see all the three and four precursor steps to get you to the one thing that leads to transformation, no matter what it is. Um, but I thought that was really, I thought that was really powerful what you said there. Yeah, no, and that, that really gets me to thinking, you know, these people aren't alone and you guys might even know that even I struggle like right here, I can do this for other people, but, but that content creation, I love the way Vaynerchuk says it, right. Document don't create. We're, we're just having a conversation right now. You could ask me one question and I'm going to spew gold. And then an hour later go, Oh man, I need to create content. Did <laughs> I just talk to somebody for an hour? I, and technical side, right. You can get an app called green, take all your zoom meetings, just watch through them, create highlights. And I'll you know stick up. Hey, right, talked about this. Had this great thing, uh, and then you've got content, right? And that's what I help people do: jump on a Zoom call, let's talk for an hour, uh, and that's what lights me up. And then I give it to a team, and it becomes content. So content creation, I think we we often overthink it, and we're caught up in our own weeds. So even I, as a marketer, get other people to help me articulate what's in my head because I I'm not a writer. I'm a talker. If you can't tell. I'll, I'll ramble on and on and on. Uh, and, and there's a mixture of those people. But if you know you're a talker, just jump on Zoom calls and then turn your recordings into content later. I dictated most of an ebook that way. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> just by getting onto Zoom and talking and having it transcribed, then going back and editing it. Yep. I'm going to take that. That's that's definitely a way to go. I know somebody who's done the same concept through podcasting. They're like, oh, I just podcasted my book, took took a sequence of about 20 podcasts that were perfect and made it a book. I like this kind of pinging back and forth. You don't even know which side you're going to get hit from, Dwayne. Uh, what are the biggest mistakes that you see people make in marketing? Because we get caught up in the tools, right? Uh, at least on my side, right? There's there's two sides of this camp. And I just know, right, tech is often the thing we look to. And we either go, oh, my God, technology, I can't do it. It's so technical. Uh, and right. That would be, we clam up. And then there's me, shiny object guy. Ooh, new toy. Oh, we got to do a click funnel. And, and oh, hey, groove funnels. Oh, oh, hey, this. That's and, Jonathan. Oh, oh, we we got to do this. That's, and that's 100% me. And, and what we do is what this is causing is tactics 
before strategy, right? You were saying it just before. We got to stop, pause, and zoom out. Uh, and then when we stay, stop to do our pre-work, right? We all want to dive right in. But if you just take a little bit of time, right? We're, uh, every business advisor you know, does this annually. Hey, let's get together and make sure we're on the same page. Are you set in the same direction? What's your 10-year goal? Is it still the same? What's your three-year goal? How has that changed? What are you going to do this year to get that done? And then the quarterly and then the monthly and then even the weekly. It, when you know where you're going, then you can apply the right strategy and you have the right strategy, you have the right tactics and then then the tools matter uh, and for that matter of fact on my side loving the tools keeping those tools slim i i at the beginning of this year you know after going through my budget cut about half of the software as a service things i had because i realized i'm just getting distracted and spinning my wheels yeah. doing nothing when i can back up locate my audience find invite them into a movement and then bring them towards you know that transformation they're longing for with just six sequential steps which i call my listen framework and uh and when people just simplify the entire process with one simple strategy and frame everything in building relationships in the end uh you know then the tools will apply themselves correctly otherwise you become the automated a-hole like i did <laughs> Well, friends, we've got another episode coming next week. So we're just halfway through. This was really good stuff. And uh, we will be talking about snake oil next week. If you were wondering, yes, guys, we're going to continue to talk about it, right? There's actually not any silver bullets uh, in this marketing space. We're going to start snake a snake oil, oil right? movement. That's the... Okay. Well, we can't fully share on it right now. We'll just say Jonathan and I have not yet come to an agreement on exactly how the millions of dollars are going to be funneled and offshore accounts, all this kind of thing. We, we have some details to work out, okay? But we're going to be talking to Dwayne again. We laugh a lot on this next part of it, uh, but we're going to dig in some really important topics on that. But guys, as always, find us on hightouchmarketing.net. Perhaps you want to work on your messaging. I'd love to spend some time with you. Perhaps you want to work on your automation and you already have your message. You want to take that out to the world. Jonathan is incredible at helping people take their message so it can get more legs. And we simply want to give you some framework for some things you already deeply believe so that your message can get out to more eyes ears and hearts. Friends, it's so fun to have you here on the podcast. If this was helpful for you, please would you share this with a friend? And of course, you probably know this. We are going to ask you to rate it and review it. That helps us to get this out to more eyes, ears, and hearts. We care about you guys. We want to help you guys. We'll catch you next time right here on the Everyday Marketer Podcast. Everyday Marketer Podcast.